proud of this game, and you can do a great deal for football today. The whole tradition of the National Football League, there's just certain things that go together, the family, football, and we have it all today. Time never really stops for the great ones. It reaches out and wraps them in a cloak of immortality. Welcome back to the NFL Alumni Lounge, and what a night it is. We are broadcasting live from the Paris Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the 21st annual Bolitnikoff Crab Feed, the first one here in Las Vegas. It is a star-studded night. The red carpet is underway. Bolitnikoff wines are flowing and everything tonight goes to benefit the Bolitnikoff Foundation and Tracy's Place of Hope. If you want to find out more, head over to Bolitnikoff.org. That's Bolitnikoff.org. And this episode of the NFL Alumni Lounge is being brought to you by Elevate Health, the very best in hyperbaric chamber technology blue light therapies, red light therapies. See their whole line of products right now at elevahealth.com. That's E-L-E-V-E health.com. If you want to reach peak performance, elevate with Elevate. Now let's get this party started. I see Freddie Bolitnikov coming off the red carpet and stepping into the lounge right now. We got the man of the hour, Mr. Fred Bolitnikov. Freddie, how are you? Do you love it or do you hate it? <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. I love I it. Know. I'm being blinded by the chandeliers. You know what? Oh, uh, unbelievable. You know, to Paris, you know, it, it's like it's like Michael has done a great job. But here, our foundation guys have done a great job. It's unbelievable. And, you know, some in there having Chicago playing. Well, you saw me. Hey, listen, you saw me up on a thing. Did I dance? Do I still got it or what? Ladies and gentlemen, I just saw Freddie B. Come off stage. First of all, I'm amazed you're taking an interview after that performance because that was almost like Elvis in Vegas. The moves, <laughs> the moves that he left on that stage. Holy smokes! What a I debut! The, I had the wrong clothes on. I got <laughs> to get more silver on it. Yeah, stuff, no kidding. Man. Yeah. And you know, Freddie, guys, when Fred usually in Oakland when this event was there, you would be on the dance floor. I would. Tonight you were on the main stage for the whole crowd, for the whole song. You couldn't sneak off. Danny Serafin, hey, he had me yeah. up there. Forget about it. He's Absolutely. In Chicago, Hall of Famer. God, I'll tell you what. But it was great. You know what? I'll tell you what. For the transition that we made from uh, the Bay Area down to here this year and the response we've gotten, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. It's, it's, it's terrific. And you know what? Everybody's had a great time. Everybody has had a fun time, yep. and everybody enjoyed and being around and seeing each other again. Absolutely, you there's know? something special seeing a rock and roll Hall of Famer drumming, a Pro Football Hall of Famer dancing, <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen in the crowd, you had all sorts of Raiders royalty. Mark Davis just left. I saw you talking yeah. to Coach. Okay. Yeah. What kind of gems were you dropping on, Coach? No, you know, Rich. I'll tell you what, Rich is a great guy. Yeah. You know, I've been around him before. Uh, when the team was still in Oakland, I, w- I was going down there about two or three times a, t- a week, whatever, and hanging out. I got to know Rich a little bit more. And, you know, uh, uh, Greg, you know, Olsen and all that yeah. stuff, you know, all these guys. And, you know what, they're just good coaches. You know, and I'll tell you what, it's, it's like no matter what you do, if you have an organization and, it, and it's strong enough yep. to go forward, you have to have strong people in it. All right? And this is what the coaching staff showed. 
from last week's game in Denver that, you know something? Yeah, we have somebody eliminated. You know, John was gone, okay? Yeah. But you know, they're still strong enough and good enough to keep everything. And you know what? It's kudos to the players because you know something? Nobody would feel bad if the players went in a tank. Exactly. And say, okay, well, they just da 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 whatever, yeah. yeah. Okay, whatever, okay? And they didn't. So it showed their, their resilience to come back and, work and say, you know what? Listen, when I started with the Raiders in 1965, there's more, more things that you had to deal with. <laughs> and we still worked through everything. And they showed it, they showed it this week, this past week. You know what? I like that Fred brought it back there, okay? Uh-oh. He's still searching. <laughs> it's a song, searching. I'm still searching. <laughs> I've been searching. And ladies and gentlemen, it's the 21st year, okay? And when you see Freddie B, you think of one number, and that's 25. You see it behind us. You see it on the wine labels. But Fred, we got something here. Oh, my here. God. Oh, get out of here. Oh, we, got a, no. we got a piece here, okay? Oh, my God. Number 14. Number oh my 14, Belitnikov. When I was a rookie. What's the deal with this thing? You know what? When I first started with the Raiders, they didn't have, uh, they, were, they handed out the numbers, okay? Right. So I, I, I came out of college with 25. Okay, so they give me 14. <laughs> now, I love the number. It goes with the jersey, whatever, okay? The worst jinx time in my life. <laughs> Every time I had that jersey, I got hurt. So I had to deal with it for like a one year, two years, and then Claude Gibson, who wore number 25, right. was a safety for us. And then he retired and left, and that's how I got 25 back. Wow, so you would have been with the 14. It was jinx for two years. Wow. Forget about it. Thank God I brought it out after you danced. I know, I might have <laughs> fell off the stage. But no, I mean, you know what? No, you know what this means to me is this. 14 means that, to me, it's, uh, you know what? There's times in your life that you're gonna go suffer through and the, the worst thing is gonna happen to you no matter what, and you're gonna be strong enough to battle through it. And so I always loved the number 14. Okay, I'll never wear it again, but whatever. <laughs> but it, yeah, but it reminds me of the tough times I had when I was a young kid in the NFL. Absolutely, and right now, and it's, it's cool because we're here tonight supporting the foundation, supporting young kids that are going through tough things. We also just opened the Alumni Academy where we're signing guys that were cut or undrafted, getting them back to the NFL. What's a piece of advice you give to somebody trying to push through and break the barrier into the league? You know what? I'll tell you what. You've got to always stay prepared, number one. You always stay working out, whatever. And you just got to hope that somebody's going to give you a shot. Yep. That's it. And you know what? And like going back to our foundation, we give we give these girls a chance, a shot. And somewhere along the line with these players, there's always somebody, believe me, there's always somebody who's gonna give you a shot, Absolutely. a chance. And when you get that chance, you've been ready to take that chance. Absolutely. That's it. And that's that's what I believe. I'm a strong believer in that. You know? It, 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 listen, when you get a chance at something in life, I don't care who you are, it goes by quickly. So when that chance is floating by you, you better grab on and take it, okay? Because that chance may never come up again. And the cool thing, Fred, is as a player, you got the chance, you shined. As a coach, you gave guys a chance. And now as a man, you give these young girls a chance. And that's the best thing in the world. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. 
to see a smile on a girl's face that has been through the worst time in her life and being able to get someplace safe to sort of go through and uh, just go through her life and know there's a program to help her, you know, and then adjust to it. And li listen, nobody wants to go through that, but you know something? After a while, they realize that, hey, listen, if you want a chance, you want a shot, if you want to get back, you listen, it's like Tracy always said, you know, Dad, I lost two years of my life. I'm never getting back. All I can do is go forward. Mm. And that's what we always try to promote, always. That the fact that no matter what you're doing, if things go bad or whatever, somebody's gonna give you a chance, you better get ready to go forward, and that's all there is for you in life, to go forward. Absolutely, and that's what we're doing. That was one of the coolest things in that video when you said it's easier to fall back than to go forward, but when you put a support system around people, it's a little easier. You know what, it's, it's like everyday life. You know, someone, all somebody wants to see is somebody smile at them. Yeah. You know, how many things do we go through if you're going through an airport, if you're going through the casino, whatever, nobody says, excuse me. Nobody says, pardon me. Nobody says right. like that, you know? It's all like negative. But then there's always one person that says, oh, pardon me. Just right. Whatever, you know? And then, okay, I got a little bright. A little, the simplest thing. Yeah, the simplest thing. And nobody does that anymore. And it's, you know, to me, it's disgusting because, you know what? If nobody says that, then how are your kids going to grow up? Exactly. That's it. You Small know, so actions will make the big difference. That's it. That's Absolutely. all. You just say, excuse me, pardon me, whatever. All my kids, there's not one of them that doesn't say yes, sir, no, sir, pardon me, excuse me, all that. And they don't have to do it. They just know to do it. Right. Well, here we are. Tracy, <laughs> we made it to Vegas, baby. You know what? I'll tell you what. I hope she's looking down and saying, hey, Trace, here we go on another adventure, stud. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Freddie, yeah. we love you. Thank you for everything uh, I'll tell you what, thanks so much, man. Of course. It really means the world. Ladies and gentlemen, now stepping into the NFL Alumni Lounge, a man that you know and, hell, you may even call God in some circles, <laughs> the legend, Mr. Dennis Haysbert. Dennis, Hello. how are you? I'm great, Charlie. How are you, man? I'm great. It's all, we, you know, we ran into each other in the elevator, and I said, oh, yeah. my God, the night kicked off the right way. That's exactly right. Freddie B is here. Mm -hmm. Dennis Haysbert's here. The Raiders royalty is in the building. First year in Vegas, man. What First do you think? Years. Man, you know what? I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed. Uh, I mean, even this uh, this hallway is like, well, it's golden black, but you know, it's got black marble with a uh, little white and silver uh, trimmings. I like the, it. The original colors of the Raiders, actually, black and gold. Yeah. So there you go. We they nailed it. First year. We're in this. These chandeliers are huge, folks. We're not in Oakland anymore. We're not in Oakland anymore, no. Have you seen the stadium? I have seen it only in pictures. Really? You haven't gone yet? No. Are you going to the game this weekend? No. Oh, man. No. I went last night for my first time. It's incredible. Is it? It's like you yeah. go I want to do it right. Like, you know, I want to come in. And, you know, I think, I think I'll, I'll probably have the courage to go into a big stadium around playoff time. He'll have the courage to go in. Let's talk about courage. What was it like? getting ready. Last time we saw each other, you were talking about taking on and filling the shoes of the role of God. Yeah. And now it's like the biggest thing in the country. How was that getting ready for that role? Oh man, you know, I, I just didn't know, I didn't know how I was going to play it until I was on set. You, no kidding. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you have an idea, <clears throat> but, um, but once I was on set and I just saw everybody 
sitting there, and you know, I, I saw Tom Ellis, and he plays Lucifer, and then uh, DB uh, Woodside, who plays Amenadiel, and you know, and it's the the one first big scene I had was uh, a dinner, family dinner. Right, father. Yeah. <laughs> you know. When, when you take on a script, and it's cool, because following you on social media, it seems like that cast is like a real family environment. You seem yeah. to be having a ball with that project. We had so much fun. That's awesome. So much fun. When you get a script, and how does it roll to roll, how soon do you feel like you know the character, or is it always when you get on set? Uh, well, you feel like you know it before you get there, but you don't really until you utter that first line. Really? Yeah. I mean... Uh, I just had to be, the secret to, my, to that role for me was to just to be open. Mm. To know that you have ultimate power and to understand that and know that you don't have to use it. Right. Because it's there. Now, it's, if you were the leader of a team, if you were the president, GM, CEO of a pro football team, yeah. how would you apply that? What kind of owner would God be? Owner, oh God, oh God, oh God. Um, would it be a, would it be a loving owner? Would it be a Steinbrenner, Al Davis type owner? It depends on how everybody you know right. received you, right? You know, sometimes you got to keep Lucifer in line. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, but uh, but the way they did that show was so magical. You know, it makes you think about it. The only thing we really know about Lucifer. Is what uh, you know, what your priest or your you know, your reverend, right? And all these people that want to control you want you to think about right. it. But what you have to understand, if you really look at the definition and who he was, he was his favorite angel. Right. It was God's favorite angel. Now let that you sit with that for a second. Right. Your favorite. Right. And he said, you know, and. What he did was he did what most children do. He said no. Right. Rebelled against yeah. that. He said, what do you mean no? Right. Get the hell out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, get out of here. But, um, you know, it's just, I think it's, you know, every child wants. Right. Is to know that he's loved. He or she is loved. So now we could be finding the key to world peace and love right here at this table. You know, that's always been easy. That's always been easy. It's just people make it's it just, hard? Yeah, people make it hard because they want to control. Everybody wants to be right. Mm. Everybody wants to be right. Everybody wants you to bend to their will. Right. You know, instead of build, build, you know, bending to the will of unity. Right. You know, conformity. I mean, you know, this sounds crazy. I'm going to say it anyway. We should adopt. You ever, were you a Star Trek fan? Light. But the way that they... Um, they lived in that society. It's perfect. They had some, yeah. They had something going on there. Everybody had had theirs. Right. If you wanted to do certain something, that's what you did. Right. You could do anything you were qualified to do, but at the base of it was a love and a conformity that um, didn't grate on right. you. It's for the common good. It's for the common good. the whole good. community. Yeah. Yeah. And you got all these worlds. Right. All these different beings. Right. You, you know, what, you're going to discriminate this guy because he's got, you know, thorns for on right, his face? Right, right. Or he's green. Or right. He's blue. 
and we're here Electric Dance Weekend, it's like we're kind of in Star Trek. True. <laughs> As you were saying that stuff, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I've seen yeah. all that in the lobby today. Yeah, yeah this Vegas. You know, actually, we can live life like Vegas. <laughs> nobody Is fights. that a slogan to live by, ladies? Nobody, nobody fights here. No, no. It's a, unless unless you're acting up and you get yelled at by a girl. Oh my god. So, sports movies. When we talk, can we talk a little about what was your preparation like for Major League? Oh man, just a lot of practice. A lot was of ball, it? How much baseball practice did you put in? Oh man. Man, I was getting, first of all, I had to acknowledge the fact that I was getting paid to play baseball. That's so cool. I'm being played to be in a film and uh, to play a game. Was that the most fun you've had on, uh, filming a movie? That's, that's got to be hard. That's apples and oranges, man, yeah, and yeah. kiwis. Uh, right. Know, I have fun every time you know, right. I'm in a movie. Makes sense. You know? Makes sense. What sport did you, had your heart growing up? Was it football or baseball? Football was in my heart. Okay, always. so you were the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the big three for me. The big three for me was, you know, football, basketball, and track. Okay. Okay. You know? And then theater intervened. Wow. That, that was a clean-up hitter, though. Yeah. And that hit some home runs for you. You know, and, uh, you know. But you had to have had a baseball background. The way you were swinging, the way your natural movements were. I wasn't in, well, I was in Little League. Okay. I did a lot of Little League okay. baseball. I wish I had played in high school, though. Wow. I really do. Because I, I don't know. It might, it might have been a turning point in my, you know, in my life. I think... Everything went right. I think so. <laughs> I, I think so. Think you needed but baseball, it, but it it could have been right there too. You I don't think I don't think I would not be in uh, in acting right now. I think I would always be. That was always actor. the direction that, that you were going to go. Always in my heart. Man. Yeah. I mean, when I was ten years old, I knew what I wanted to do. That's wild. Was it a, uh, someone inspired you or a project? Oh yeah, you saw? yeah, yeah. I had. I mean. I liked a lot of actors. Mm -hmm. um, I have to say the big three, uh, and I, I, like I said, man, this is just this is from the heart. Brando, Olivier, and Portier. What a crew! That's a big time crew. And nobody in my family knew who the really. They were. So how were you finding these guys? I just I love movies, man. Wow. I, I you know one of my favorite movies was uh, uh, the Young Lions. Oh. You know, for your audience, anybody, Google that movie. I think you can find it on, um, mm, I think you can find it on Hulu. Probably Amazon, Hulu, uh, one of those. Amazon, you know, or, or uh, even um, uh, 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 YouTube. Mm. But watch that movie. And look at how many actors and stars were in there in small parts. Wow. That went on to do. Went on to all be stars. That's incredible. It's an incredible, incredible movie. Would you say that movie had the biggest impact on your life or your love uh, for the that game? and the Third Man. Oh wow! Third Man and um, and in uh, uh, the heat of the night. Wow! Great films. Yeah. Did you ever see On the Waterfront with Marlon oh, yeah. Brando? Oh yeah. Hoboken, New Jersey story. Love it. Classic. Love that. You so, should have taken. You should have taken care of me, Charlie. <laughs> Absolutely. You should have taken care of me just a little bit. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to all the greats, and tonight we're here celebrating with one of the greatest of all time, Mr. Fred Bolitnikoff. So as a guy growing up in the Bay Area, Fred Bolitnikoff, I know, meant the world to you. Oh, man. It's definitely royalty, man. What is it? No, no. 589 catches? Yep. 76 touchdowns? Jeez. That's his over an, almost 9,000 miles. He don't uh, got a computer 9, 000, open. This is all out of his cranium you know, right 9, here. 9,000 yards. I mean... Back in the day, especially the, what the, the way they had to spread the ball around. Yeah. You know, um, 
He was clutch. Yeah, absolutely. He'll go across the middle. He'd do that. You know, I used to love seeing him just tiptoe on the sideline. The footwork. The fo- and before the age of now where we study we study footwork, they, during practice, it's all about the footwork because they got 100 camera angles. Fred had to have had some of the best footwork the NFL has ever seen. Incredible. And then the route knowledge this guy had. Just incredible. And, and now. Unless we forget, stick him. The sti- <laughs> hey, the stick him help things out a little bit, huh? And, and guys, uh, now it's all for a good cause. We're here having fun tonight for the Bolitnikoff Foundation, Tracy's Place of Hope. Dennis, it's always a pleasure to have you here, man. Thank you for coming in the lounge. Charlie, you know, it's always a pleasure, brother. Stepping into the NFL Alumni Lounge, one of the fastest men with two feet you've ever seen run across this planet Earth, Willie Galt. Willie, how are you? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? Good. How does it feel? What is it like now stepping into Las Vegas when you're coming to Raiders events? I know this. it's different because I stepped to Oakland, of course, before and then Los Angeles. But, I mean, Las Vegas is the the capital of the world as far as entertainment. Yeah. And for the Raiders to be here, it's uh, pretty special. And it's opened up for other things. I mean, you got the hockey team here. You got the Raiders here. Let's talk of a baseball team. Let's talk of a basketball team. So for the Raiders to be here and then, of course, for Angela and Fred to pull this off the first year here, yeah. it looks incredible. We're here at the Paris, I know, Paris. We, we went to Paris. Look at these chandeliers. We went to Paris. They're man. twinkling out we're here. In Paris, <laughs> we're in Paris. We're in Paris. Wee wee. Wee wee. I got to ask you a question. So, when, so, Fred, you got to have some coaching from Fred. Yes. Receivers coach. Five uh, years. Five years he was your No, receivers. actually, seven years. No kidding. Yes. Wow. So how was he as a coach? And were there any comparisons that he gave with you and Cliff Branch? Freddie was an incredible coach, actually. And the, the thing about Freddie is that because he, he was a good coach, because he played, uh. so he understood. So me as a receiver, when he talked, I'm going to listen because he's a Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, uh. MVP, I mean, all that stuff. Right. So it gives him great credibility. And he understood, as a receiver, he understood what we were going through, and we had fun. Right. And he made it fun. I mean, we instead of sitting in the rooms and, and watching film all day, we go outside and walk through things, make sure we understood it, which was great. Yeah. And it got us out of that clogged-in environment and put us out into action, which receivers are action. We want to run. Right. We don't want to be clogged up and or just in a room all day. We want to run. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So were there any comparisons? I'm sure you've heard comparisons. I'm sure you admired, you know, Cliff Branch. Of course, absolutely. But when Fred, because Fred was such a big part of his career. Right. And now, so you're coming off, you're already a star when you get there. Right. But what was it, you know, were there any parallels? Well, there's always, when you have someone who's speed, people always make the comparison. Who was faster? Cliff was quick. Who is this? You know, so, but uh, the main thing is that they wanted to establish the deep, deep pattern, yeah. deep route. And that's basically what I did. Uh, that was my job. And I knew my job. And yeah. I loved my job. So uh, that, that was always a comparison. Though. And Cliff, I knew Cliff friendly, personally. We played golf together. Uh, I saw him sometimes, and you know we talked. He was a great guy. Really, really was a, a huge loss several years ago, but a great uh, guy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So we just recently opened the NFL Alumni Academy, where mm-hmm. we're signing guys that were either cut or went undrafted. We're, we're housing them, training them up in Canton, Ohio, at the Pro wow. Football Hall of Fame. That's great. And we're getting them back in the league. Wow. And I just wanted to know what's a piece of advice you give a guy who's maybe on the fringe or looking to crack into the league? Don't give up. Work hard. Be the first man on the field. Be the last off. Um, if you think you're working hard, work harder. Um, and believe in yourself. That's all. It, pro football is almost the same as college football. Instead of playing against one or two good guys, you're playing against 11 good guys. Right. So you just got to step it up every play. 
you have to give out, give your best. And if you do that, then you, you'll be okay. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, when, when Willie Gall talks about giving your best, he's also talking about fashion. Ladies and gentlemen, he's sitting here Thank right you. now. This is a beautiful jacket. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank and you. Man, was it Vegas? Did you say, you know what, Vegas? You always come looking stealth. But it's Vegas. You stepped Vegas. up. I'm a a you little that. bit. I mean, it was either this or maybe like a, a little uh, tuxedo real. But I just said, you know, I'll, I'll do this jacket. This Jeez. is Vegas. Right. Well, he's hurting him out here in Sin City. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> he's trying. He's if doing. If not me, then who? <laughs> oh, you got to love it. And oh, to the fellows at the Academy, remember that. If not you, who? Right, Willie, exactly. thank you so much, don't, man. Don't blame, don't, don't, uh, blame the, the player. Blame the game. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we actually just adjusted the NFL Alumni Lounge because a big man just stepped in. You love him. You know him. And if you know him, you definitely love him. Mr. Raymond Chester. Chester, how are you? Hey, Ray the World. I'm doing great, man. Just absolutely doing well. Uh, fortunately, I'm healthy. And in these, in these days, um, you know, if you got your health, you got wealth. Absolutely. Yeah. We are sitting here in Las Vegas. We're at the Paris. And we just said, I'm staying on the 21st floor today. Willie Galt was just in the lounge talking about Cliff Branch. And then you came in and said, how much do we miss our buddy? And I'm thinking, you know what, CB, if you're watching, we might play blackjack tonight because 21 oh, may man. be the number we follow. Oh, man, you know, you know, CB and I were roommates. Wow. And, and how long were you uh, roommates for? Uh, for a long time. Really? At training camp, we were roommates. And then we were on the road for a period of time. We were roommates. Uh, but um, I mean, he and I struck a kinship the day he got to the Raiders. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was it was it's still hard to believe that he's not here. I, I you know, I, I look upon we're here for the Blitnikoff Foundation, you know, and, and Freddie Blitnikoff is certainly a Hall of Fame uh, wide receiver for the Raiders. Um, and I honor him and respect him and love him as a brother. But I just, when I think of the Raiders and I think of uh, players that helped make the Raiders, I mean, Cliff Branch is right up there with them. And Absolutely. I, I think he's the most, I think he's the most, you know, the most influential receiver the Raiders have ever had. I, I would agree with that. And hopefully this year he gets his proper respects with an induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it's looking like. Yeah, hopefully they will. But, you know, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they play more games. I mean, they're playing games with a lot of folks, yeah. you know, that happen to be silver and black uh, alum. Yeah. Uh, and that's unfortunate that politics um, has anything to do with it. Right. Um, it really is. Um, I personally question, you know, the selection process. Or I think it, I'd like to see the players more involved. It, it, should, it has to have far it's more players. The Hall players of Famers, and, yeah. the, Hall of Famers and the former players should be way more involved in the vote. Yeah. The fact that it's so heavily weighed on reporters is a little questionable. I was at an event uh, a week or so ago, and there was there were some uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I mean, big-time Steelers fans. Okay. And they were talking about the rivalries in the old days and the immaculate reception or deflection, <laughs> deception, yeah. uh, and whatever. And... They were curious to know what kind of relationship that, you know, re retired Raider players had with retired Steelers. Steeler players. Right. And they seemed a little bit surprised when I told them that, I mean, I mean, the Steelers, I stay in contact with, you know, with, with Mel Blunt and with right. Joe Green. And, and um, when we go to events where we're together, I mean, we generally hang together. Right. Um, I mean, the amount of respect um, that they... The um, Steelers half of the Raiders. Between both those teams, you guys yeah. are the toughest yeah. there were. Then you throw Kansas City in, you know, and 
and you know, and it's a good thing because boy, it was warlike. I don't know what, man. I mean, we 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 just pull all stops out when it came when we got on the field in terms mm-hmm. of playing. But afterwards, the respect is just so doggone much there. Yeah. And that's the thing. That, to me, that's the beauty of the game. That's the beauty of the of the game that we help create and help um, build that, you know, that uh, that kind of camaraderie. Absolutely. What's it like now for you? I just got to see the stadium for my first time yesterday. You've seen it a bunch of times. You've been here for a few events. What was it like? You step in there comparing it to the Coliseum. I mean, oh, we're, in a, well, we're in a new world, Chest. Well, you know, I mean, uh, the only thing that's that, – well, you can't compare it right. to the Coliseum. They could never have the enthusiasm we had at the Coliseum. Right. It's true. <laughs> it's hard. That's a hard thing to recreate. Uh, it is. You know, when you got a small venue, you yeah. know, and, and the Coliseum is relatively small right. compared to venues today, and it's it's all right there, and, and the field is, you know, right next to the stands and et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, you can you can you can uh, create a real kind of ambiance there. Real energy know? in that energy, moment. like I don't know what. But having said that, this place is amazing, absolutely amazing. I brought uh, came here with my sweetheart, and uh, as we were driving up, she says, um, she says, yeah, it really does look like the Death Star. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I thought that like yesterday a, when I walked in. And, and, and it looks surreal. You go, then you go in. And man, I'll tell you what, but it is a fabulous, fabulous venue. Uh, I, I don't know if there's, if there's a bad seat in the house. I don't think uh, there is. Uh, I don't think so either. You know, when I go in there, what I think is this, I'm like, man, how can you not play your bleep off? Right. I saw UNLV last night, and I'm thinking, how cool is it for these kids to play on this Oh, field? my gosh, man. It's oh insane. Yeah. It does motivate. Yeah. Did venues, did like when, you were, when you're playing, did, did uh, historic venues motivate you more? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah, man. Soldiers Field. Yeah. You know, and Lambeau and, 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 Lambo and War Memorial Stadium. Wow. And, and Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. Oh, yeah, man, because, so, you know, uh, along with so much, this game is so much about history. Without the history of the game, what do we got? It's not. We don't have anything. Right, right. You That's what makes it what it and, is. And the great players of today feel the same way. The great players of my era. Oh man, we were. You know, we were like Johnny Ines and John Mackey. You know, and, yeah. and Big Daddy Liston. Absolutely. You know, and, and guys like that. You know, so uh, the history of the game is what propels the game. Right. And, and from, a, from a marketing standpoint, and I've said this many times, that, you know, the only thing you can be sure about when you market it is history. Absolutely. That's what you're relying yeah, on. Yeah, you can project and think that, you know, these new draft picks we have, et cetera, et cetera, are going to be great, you know, and they're going to have a great team and they're going to play well and whatever. But the history is, is, is something that you can, you can look back on and, and point out every little aspect of it, uh, positive or negative. Well, Chess, we have officially opened up Sin City for the Raiders. It's going to be a beautiful thing. I got to know, what would Al Davis say if he saw that building? You know, he would say, you know, he knew it. He knew it. He had the vision. Um, just, oh, man. It still would bump. He would say, we still got to play like that. Just win. Yeah. We got to win. It's beautiful, but we got to win. Absolutely. But seeing the stadium and seeing, you know, that, you know, the – uh, the fans coming there and, and seeing the, the tremendous warmth in which the uh, the Las Vegas community, business, and, and uh, regular community of have accepted the Raiders is absolutely awesome. 
and I'm excited like I don't know what about about the team. Absolutely. I think we've got tons of talent. We've got lots of really, really uh, exciting young players. Um, you know, we, you know, just in recent days, we've had a, hit a few hiccups and whatever like that. But you just got to keep cruising. We'll keep rolling. That's all you got to do. Rolling. The talent's there. I mean, I just, you know, it's just a matter of just, you know, just man, letting that talent manifest itself as opposed to trying to trying to orchestrate every little aspect right. of it. Uh, those guys have got so much talent, man. You you can't. Some of the things they can do, you can't coach. No. Man, <laughs> look at Mad Max. Look at the way this guy's firing off the edge. It's incredible. Look at Waller. Yeah. Got to make you proud at yeah. tight end. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, guys. This weekend, I don't know if Big Chess knows this, but this Sunday is actually National Tight End Day. Oh, wow. So happy National Tight End Day well, to one you. of our favorites I'll of all time. I'll be in the game. I'll be in the game. <laughs> At the game, we're going to go to the game. And uh, that is awesome, man. Uh, you know, it's really exciting to see, you know, how so many teams are now incorporating the tight end. And we've it's had like a tight end we, league now. We've got a history of great tight ends, you know, Ditka, you know, and, yeah. and Mackey and, and Kramer, and, you know, and guys like that. Um, um, and Chester. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I was going to say, and Chester. <laughs> but but uh, now, I mean, now the spotlight's dead on the, on the yeah. tight ends, man, and they are producing. They, they, they you know, they impact um, the uh, – the deep game, the short game, the possession game, they certainly impact the run game. And that's the thing I think I want to see a little bit more out of the Raiders, their run game. they got some tremendous running backs. Yeah, got to get more out of them. And, I, and not just running the ball, but incorporating them into the passing game. Mm-hmm. Because when you've got the full complement, tight end, back, full back, two wide, two wide receivers, thing to stop. it's hard to determine what they're going to do yeah. because they got the full arsenal. That they can use, and I want to point out, just like much like last week, number twenty-three. That number twenty-three used to be Charlie Smith's number. Wow! And let me tell you something, man. Charlie Smith was just like any wire, any X we had or wide receiver we had on the weak side. He would run all those deep patterns and swings and whatever. I like Kenny King in, in the mm. Super Bowl. So we, we we've been known for always incorporating our X. For our running back right, right. In, in the passing game. Right. So that we didn't always have to rely on bringing packages in, you know, right. and whatever. We could do anything they, they could do with four and five wide receivers. Right. We could do it with our, 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 our normal battery. And that would be nice. That would be great to see Josh Jacobs going out for some passes. That really would be great. Well, here's the deal. How do you take him out of the game? Yeah. How do you pull Josh Jacobs out of the game That's that tough, that's huh? tough. That is a tough thing to do. You, you can't do it. I, you know, if I, for instance, as tight end, in, in, in a lot of today's games, they get down in the red zone and they take the tight end out, the fullback out, right. and they go in the four and five receiver packages. Right. I would think somebody was crazy to take Dave Casper out of the Absolutely. game in the red zone. To take Raymond Chester out of the mm-hmm. game in the red zone. Are you kidding? John Mackey. Those are your biggest like, threats. How are you going to take the, your biggest targets? On the it's like, you know, it, it reminds me of uh, basketball. Yeah. And you decide you're going to play a low post game in right. basketball. Take your center out. And then you take your center and your power forward out. <laughs> Makes and no you, sense. And you, quit, and you go, and now you got three guards. Absolutely. Whatever. Figure that out. Figure that out. But yeah. I know that we will be celebrating this weekend. Hopefully we'll have a Raiders win. 
Jess, I look forward to having a great night with you tonight. We're here at the Bolitnikov Crab Fest. Hey, we're going to have fun. If they don't have it, naturally, we're going to make it happen. We're going to find it. All right. <laughs> All right. You know, I got to say something. We're going to give a shout out to mm -hmm. Charlie Smith, man, the great Absolutely. Charlie Smith. Charlie's uh, just undergone some significant surgery. And uh, I talked to him yesterday. He's doing great. And, you know, Charlie, we're praying for you, as always. And uh, um, just keep going like you're doing and recover, man. Have Absolutely. a good time. You know. Charlie, we're sending love out to you from the lounge. And ladies and gentlemen, that is Mr. Raymond Chester. What a party. What a party it always is when the Bolitnikov Foundation throws an event. Special thanks to Fred and Angela Bolitnikov, Raymond Chester, Dennis Haysbert, Willie Golf, and to all of you for tuning in. I'm your host, Charlie Boots, and from the Paris here in Las Vegas, Nevada, I am signing off. I will see you next time right here in the NFL Alumni Lounge. Cheers. <laughs>